End to End is back and bringing you a cool and special episode today uh, because the NHL has announced its 32nd team, the Seattle Kraken. And also here on End to End, it will be uh, most likely Flager's last episode as part of the End to End crew. So all in all, listen to the full episode because it's going to be packed and a nice send-off for Flags in the end. TV Joe and Flags are here with you to discuss many things. And if you can tell by the title, well, we're going to be predicting what will happen in each play-in series round and who comes out on top winning that series to move on to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Without further ado, let's go to let's go to Flager. It's your last time on the podcast, so let's go to you. And uh, you can tell us about what happened this afternoon with the Seattle Kraken and how they were introduced. Yeah, well, I mean, first things first, the Seattle Kraken announced their name. They're the Kraken. I've never really heard of the name Kraken other than that rum. <laughs> Rum yeah. brand, you yeah, know, yeah. the the octopus yeah. on the bottle yeah. or whatever. That's the only time I've ever heard the word Kraken. But, I mean, their jerseys are really nice. And, uh, well, Thomas, you are right. It is going to be my last episode. I decided to leave the breakdown. I just don't see myself being a part of things long term. Um, well, actually, I haven't been a part of the breakdown for the last couple of weeks now, but I've still been a part of end-to-end technically. So, but yeah, that's really it. There's n- not a... Not really, like, I mean, there's a main reason. It's just I don't see myself being a part of things long-term. It's not what I go to school right. for or anything. It's just something that I kind of started doing for fun, and things are, like, slowly picking up, mm-hmm. I guess, and they're leading in a different direction than uh, when I first started. So, yeah, that's why I just decided to leave. But no bridges are burned or anything. Everything's fine. Just, yeah, I just don't feel like being a part of it anymore. So that's that's really it. Yep. Well, we're sad to see you go, but uh, we're happy that there is a new NHL team, the 32nd team Seattle Kraken just mentioned. Dude, the logo, everything about this team is nice, eh, Joe? Yeah, everything. They honestly nailed everything. Like, I wanted the name to be Kraken as soon as they announced I did too. a Seattle team. I feel like it was going to be so cool, like Seattle Kraken. It could just, it fits so well. It was the only name that I saw, like, actually that i actually like yeah like some people like the sockeyes as well but like mm-hmm. i did not like that like i don't no. care for that <laughs> i don't care but yeah. and then they, they were also showed the logo obviously which is very simple mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of how it obviously the seattle mariners the baseball team like it's very similar how it's just kind of like a simple yeah. s and then the name is incorporated into the logo mm-hmm. so that's where i kind of also yes go ahead did you see their alternate logo yeah it's an anchor, and the middle of the anchor is that, um, I forget the name of the tower, but you know that yeah. famous yeah. tower in Seattle? Yeah. Kind of looks like the CN Tower, the actually, needle. but it's like a lot smaller. Yeah, yeah that, the needle is the, the like, middle of the anchor. It's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. cool. Go check it out. And then the colors they chose, like, I don't mind the colors. I like, like, how it's formatted. I wish they kind of did a little bit more green instead of, like, the turquoise but like that's it's not really like a major complaint for me like i think they just nailed everything to be honest yeah spot on for sure on this one this expansion team is unbelievable even vegas kind of nailed their thing down simple logo simple jerseys but gotta say i think seattle did better not gonna lie so uh the arena is currently being built so probably be ready around this time next year so for them to play obviously in the 2021-22 season any expansion draft coming up next year in June at the NHL Awards. Hopefully that uh, pans out to be that day because obviously this season's going to get pushed back to end next year. So we'll see about that. But we're we're excited that Seattle's in the league. Uh, they have a team for the first time in a while because they had one years ago. So 
Um, yeah, we're excited for them to be the 32nd team in the NHL. And I guess we'll get to the main point of the episode, which is predicting things. So, yeah, we have all the play-in series here for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. So, I guess let's get, uh, let's get started with that. All right, so do you want to start with the Western Conference? Yeah, we'll start with uh, the series we have here first on our list. Uh, we have Edmonton versus Chicago. So, if one of you want to take the lead on this one, uh, you can. So, for my pick for this play-in series, like, for me personally, it's pretty obvious I'm going to have the Edmonton Oilers beating the Chicago Blackhawks. Like Edmonton has basically the two best forwards in the league with McDavid and Dreisaitl. Both fully healthy now after the layoff. Plus they have some solid depth pieces that they got at the deadline from Kenny Hall and the GM. And then on Chicago's side, like they have like no defenseman other than like a worn out Duncan Keith who's like 37 now and then Corey Crawford who's like on the verge of retirement so like Chicago is one of the teams that definitely should not even be here similar to another team in the Eastern Conference that should not even be here at all like it's literally a waste of time for them in my opinion but I'm gonna have the Edmonton uh beating them I'm gonna say in four games yeah I agree with Joe I think it's gonna be a closer series than than four games I think well, actually, we'll see, um, but I, I think Edmonton has the better, uh, better overall roster. Like their their goaltending is definitely better. I know Chicago is going to be out without Crawford because uh, he's been suffering from uh, whatever health issues he's been having. Um, and I I don't know. I just think the Oilers are actually like they're I, I'd say their blue line's a lot better too than the Blackhawks. I think overall Edmonton's the better team. Really the only up your hand that Chicago has on Edmonton is their experience in the playoffs. And, I mean, they got some older guys. Like, I know Duncan Keith is very old now, and I don't know if he'll be able to keep up with uh, McDavid's speed. And We'll see what happens, but I, I really think Edmonton is going to win this one. I guess we'll go to my prediction, and it's not the same as you guys, and you guys were surprised when we came in here, but it's the Chicago Blackhawks. I have them winning. And not because of the experience factor. We can always say that the Chicago Blackhawks, you know, they're in playoffs for a bunch of years. But I'm not picking them for that. I'm just picking them because there's got to be an upset somehow in these series. And, you know, I've seen everyone on Twitter. And obviously you guys picked them too. You have Edmonton winning. And I think there could be an upset here with Chicago. I mean, the experience inside helps. But I'm not specifically uh, picking them for the experience there. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty hard to guard Patrick Kane, eh? So, and it's also very, 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 very hard to guard McDavid and uh, Drysaddle. But if Jonathan Taze can get back to that elite level guarding and defensive forward thing that Jonathan Taze had going a few years ago, and he can shut somehow shut down Connor McDavid, we're going to be in for a great series here. And if Kane can outscore Drysaddle somehow, it's going to be tough. But if he can somehow, uh, somehow outscore Leon Drysaddle, could be a great series, and we could be seeing a lot of depth players stepping up in big moments. Um, obviously, Kubalik nominated for the Rookie of the Year award. He could step up in this playoffs. We don't know, but it's hard to say. Obviously, the defense goes to Edmonton for sure. I mean, Chicago doesn't have that great of a defense besides Duncan Keith, who's aging, but still can play at a, an elite level sometimes, not all the time. But And you also have Adam Boquist, who's really young and has young legs, so he can be a turning point on the power play for Chicago and then yeah, the goalies I'm going to have to give to Edmonton but I don't know I'm just thinking that there has to be one upset here and I think that Chicago can do it if they if their players really perform because they're going to have to against McDavid and Drysaddle 
and the old Edmonton team. But uh, yeah, I'm going to take Chicago here. Yeah, Surprising, I really disagree, but... but we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's a bold prediction. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah. Okay. Right, I guess we'll move on to uh, stay in the West Coast. We'll do Calgary and Winnipeg next. Uh, I guess Joe, you you can lead things off here. We all have Winnipeg picked, so I, we all agree on that for sure. But Joe, why did you pick Winnipeg? So I picked Winnipeg. Like this is really tough, actually. Like this is one of the closest matchups I think in the entire play-in. Like, this series, I think, is going to go five games for sure. I just have Winnipeg winning because they have... I think they're better as a team right now than Calgary is. Like, there's so much, like, drama about Goudreau for some reason. Like, it's like, I don't know. There's personality issues. There's locker room issues. Is he going to get traded in the offseason? There's some speculation that, like, I don't think he's going to get traded this offseason for sure, but, like... There seems to be some sort of like discussion around Goudreau, who's like their best forward. So that usually doesn't mean that things are all 100% in the dressing room. And mm-hmm. then like on Winnipeg's side, their blue line has been really weak all season and Hellebuck's had to stand on his head all year. That's why he's nominated for the Vesna. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be like a tough series, like I said. But I think Winnipeg, just because they have a little bit more playoff experience that Core does than Calgary's, I think they're going to pull through in this short play-in. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a close series, too. Like, I would agree that it could go to five games. Um, I, I think I really just picked Winnipeg just because I'm a big fan of them in the playoffs for some reason. I really like their their home ice. Well, I mean, obviously home ice advantage won't really be a yeah. thing at all, but um, I always loved, like, their fans are really hardcore watching them in the playoffs. I know it'll be different this year, but I guess I really just picked this based on favoritism, to be honest. <laughs> To be like, I'm just being completely honest. Like, I think it it will be close for sure, but I, I don't know. I just I could see Winnipeg beating Calgary. I think they're the better team at the end of the day. So yeah, I'm also going Winnipeg. Um, so this is yeah, Joe said it. This is the probably the closest series. It could go either way because both top sixes are unbe- unbelievable with talent they have with Winnipeg and Calgary. And Hellebuck is a Vesna. I think he's gonna be the Vesna winner in the end, but. You never know what David Riddick or Cam Talbot can do in the net for Calgary, but I think this is going to be one of the closest series. It's I think it has to go five games. It has to go the maximum. So we'll see how it pans out. But I have Winnipeg winning this because last year they got out to the St. Louis Blues when you know some teams picked the some people picked the Blues, some people picked the Jets. The Jets obviously didn't make it through or crushed, and they have a lot of good talent on their team, and I think they could overcome the Calgary Flames who. Have a, not a dismantled dressing room to say, but there's been a lot of talk about them and uh, some expectations put there. So I'll say Winnipeg, uh, Winnipeg Jets in five games here. The only way I could see Calgary winning that one is if Hellebuck gets hurt somehow, and then Winnipeg has to put uh, Basaw in that their backup. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, but I think Hellebuck will be fine. Like I think he'll stand on his head. And, I think the Jets will win. So. All right, let's move on to the next playing series in the West. It's Vancouver versus Minnesota. So we all picked the same team here again, but this time, Thomas, let's lead it off. Why did you pick your team? Yeah, I'm taking the Vancouver Canucks just because they're high-powered offense. I mean, Pedersen, Besser, Horvath, JT Miller, Tyler Toffoli, those guys are just very hard to stop. And maybe Ryan Suter can stop them and Jared Spurgeon and their decor. They have a really good solid decor, the Minnesota Wild, but I don't think it's going to be enough to stop the Vancouver Canucks. I mean, 
we can talk all about experience all we want. Vancouver has none of that right now, but at the end of the day, I think just offense is going to carry the uh, Vancouver Canucks and overcome the Minnesota Wild here. A lot of people have uh, the Vancouver Canucks being the Wild, and I'm one of those people. I think it can. I don't even think it might go five. I think it's like three or four, just because how good the offense is and Quinn Hughes on the back end for Vancouver. So I'll say uh, Vancouver in three or four, four games for sure over Minnesota. Yep, yeah, I'm going Vancouver as well. I think overall they just have a better team. I think they have more depth for sure. Um, their power play is pretty good too. I think special teams, if uh, special teams goes their way in the series, I think they they could win it. I, I know that they have like the fourth best power play based on power play percentage this season. Um, I think that could be a big thing. And yeah, I, I just like I like the matchup in Vancouver's uh, favor here for sure. I'm also going with Vancouver in this series. Like Thomas said, I think this is going to go probably about four games. Vancouver has all like has all the youth and like t- skill on their side, in my opinion. Minnesota is kind of like a combination of like veterans and like younger, kind of more unproven players. Like you have like a Ryan Donato and Alex Galchenyuk, mixed with like a uh, Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, Miku Koivu. So their mix isn't the best Minnesota. And then like if you look even at the goaltending, like Markstrom over. Uh, Dubnik this year like Dubnik's been awful this year and Markstrom's been really really good so they just win in like every position offense defense and goaltending so it's kind of like a pretty obvious pick for me all right well I guess that brings us to the last matchup of the Western Conference now Mm -hmm. Uh, Nashville and Arizona this one uh, we swept it again we all picked Nashville Uh, I guess I'll start I think Nashville, when it comes to playoffs, like they always, usually they seem to thrive, I'd say. Uh, and especially against Arizona, who hasn't been in the playoffs. I don't even remember the last time. Well, I guess this isn't considered playoffs. I guess this is the play-in round, but um, they don't really have experience when it comes to two playoffs, I guess. So I'm basing my pick really on that. I think overall, uh, Nashville definitely takes takes this one home i think honestly i could see nashville sweeping arizona in this series yeah it's gonna be uh not as close as calgary and winnipeg for me but i think it's gonna be a very close series uh both teams seem to thrive defensively and we've seen that in the goals against for arizona nashville all year but i'm also picking nashville as flagger mentioned the clean sweep here but the reason i'm picking them is because they really uh didn't meet meet expectations at all last season losing to the stars in the first round uh, they got outplayed heavily, and with this season in the Winter Classic, it just hasn't gone right for the National Predators. So I think the locker room has to come together, and through this break, I think they, you know, have better come together because they're going to need to put a te- in team effort all around. With the Duchesne shining in the summer, that hasn't really worked out, and it's going to have to work out in the playoffs. So I think that this team is very skilled, and Arizona is very skilled as well, but. I think that this national group has been in the playoffs and has gone on runs uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs before. I th- maybe they don't put a big run in, but I think they could beat Arizona Coyotes who are headed to the playoffs, I guess, play-in rounds, whatever, for the first time in a long time. So I think they got to pounce on this opportunity and beat the Arizona Coyotes. It's going to be close, but I have the Nashville Predators winning. And when you have a guy like Roman Yossi on your back end who's pretty damn good, yeah, that gives you an advantage. So, yeah, I'm going to take Nashville here. Yeah, I also picked Nashville, and I only picked them just because they have more top-end skill than Arizona does. 
though that's the only reason because Nashville was very like Thomas said very disappointing during the season Rene just showed his age in that it was kind of like a toss-up him and Soros would start every other game they just rotate almost um Yossi had an unbelievable year carried them to this point in the season before it went on pause their forwards have been very very disappointing either through injury lack of production or not untimely production like a bunch of players, their top players, Johansson, Duchesne, will go cold at the same time. Both those guys are making 8 mil. So that's a red flag right there. Yeah, but if they could step up, I could see this being Nashville's year to win the Cup, to be honest. Well, I don't see Nashville winning the Cup at all. I could see them being a sleeper to win the Cup, I mean. Not, I respect that, I respect that. Like, I'm not saying that they will win, but I could see them. If they're forward step up, especially, I, I could see them winning a Cup. Because they have the goalie tandem to... To help lead them there for sure. I think their defense core is like, all right, it's good enough, I think. But we'll see what happens. It like, really I agree with comes you. down to like, their forwards. Like, on on paper, they look like a cup contender, but they just don't mesh well. Like, the Ryan Johansson trade, I feel like they lost because Seth Jones became so much better than Johansson. But they did, each team filled a need that they had. Mm-hmm. But to pay someone 8 mil to basically get 15 goals and like, 50 to 60 points. Like, I don't think that's worth the investment. That's yeah. what he's basically done in, since he's been in Nashville. But yeah, um, I, I, I still have them in this series just because they have more high-end skilled players. And like like Flager, like you said, like if those top guys come together for two games, they're going to win the series. Like exactly, that. yeah. Yeah, so that's all you need, right? Right. So. It'd suck to be uh, Taylor Hall and lose again in the playoffs and have to go yeah. into free agency and pick your way through to the playoffs, right? But. Maybe he'll come to Toronto, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're getting a laugh right here in the thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, that's going to be Montreal, I think. Yeah, let's hope so. Fingers Actually, crossed. I guess talking about the Eastern Conference, yep. I guess we'll, uh, we'll go to the Toronto and Columbus series. I think I'll lead us off for this one because I don't think I, I started um, analyzing a series yet. I think... Toronto has been so unlucky when it comes to playoff matchups, and I think they have to catch a break eventually. I think this will be it. Columbus obviously upset Tampa in the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll get that lucky again and and really do any damage in the playoffs this year. I do think this will be a close series. I think this could be the closest series in the playoffs, to be honest. But I think Toronto, at the end of the day, is going to come out on top. I think they're... They're special teams, in my opinion. I mean, their penalty kill isn't great, Mm-mm. but their power play, I think, will uh, destroy Columbus, to be honest. And I, I think uh, I think we're in for a treat in this series, to be honest. I think it'll be fun to watch. Okay, I'll go next. So I also have Toronto winning this series. Like Plager said, this is definitely not going to be a walk in the park for Toronto. Like I think this is going to go f- at least four games. I think five. Yeah, I think five, but at least four. Like, th- there's no way anyone's gonna sweep in this series. I don't see it. But like you said, like Toronto's power play, I think is gonna be the the difference maker. Just because Columbus, like, they can defend so well, but with how many pieces they lost in the off season in terms of yep. just straight up talent and skill, it's just gonna be too much to overcome. But like, I think Torts is coaching. Like he did it last year. Everyone said the same thing last year, so it could happen because it's the exact same coach. Mm-hmm. 
and he clearly built a system to shut down Tampa and literally embarrass them in that first round last year. So he could do the same, but I don't really see it just because of the he doesn't have the personnel. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna, I have Toronto winning the series. Yeah, it's honestly like pretty big accomplishment even going into the playing rounds for Columbus, considering what they lost in the offseason last year. But for me, I also have Toronto winning this series. Um, if you really, if you're like a like a I don't know an occasional hockey fan, and you look at the matchup on the lineups like on your computer, you literally give it a landslide to Toronto. But don't expect that when you see it on the ice because the Columbus Blue Jackets can defend very well, and I think they're going to give Toronto a very very hard time uh, to get chances in the offensive zone because that first pairing it's said to be the best pairing in the NHL of Seth Jones and Zach Rowensky. One big offensive defenseman and one big two-way defenseman that can defend really, really good. So it's going to be hard for Toronto to score, but they have the offense to do the damage against Columbus, like a team like Columbus. And you never know what you're going to get in Corpus Allo and Lincolns. But I think that the Leafs edge this one. I think it's going to go five games. Columbus is going to give them a run for their money once again because of the coaching and the defense that they have. But... Toronto, I think if Toronto loses the series, they lose, like they lost themselves the series. Because as Flager said, this is the chance to beat someone that's not the Boston Bruins in a playoff round. I guess playing round, sorry. It's a chance for you to be a lesser team, I guess, even though they finished ninth and you know the Leafs are the eighth seed. But it's a chance to get on a team that's not as good as you on paper. And I think that this might be that chance. Just it's going to be a hard time defensively for uh, the Leafs to score some goals. But you never know with Austin Matthews and John Tavares. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll have a pretty nerve-wracking series here if the Leafs go to five. So, I have the Leafs here probably in five games. It's going to go the stretch, I think. I guess we'll head to the uh, the next series here. We'll let Joe go last, considering it's his team in this one, the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, for this one, they versus the Pittsburgh Penguins. I have the Pittsburgh Penguins winning this one. People saying it could be sweep. Uh, it might be closer to a sweep than five games for sure. And I think this one is to the Pittsburgh Penguins just based on the skill they have against the Montreal Canadiens. Montreal has their first line center, Philippe Deneau. And then uh, you can name three other centermen on Pittsburgh that could be the first line center for the Montreal Canadiens. So they have the better depth in this series. The Montreal Canadiens definitely has the better goalie in this series. But Tristan Yari could prove otherwise, but I have the Pittsburgh Penguins in this one just based on the talent they have versus the Montreal Canadiens. Yep, I I mean, we all have Pittsburgh winning this series. I think Montreal, they're really not in it to win it. Like, they were sellers at the deadline. Um, I think they, low-key, they definitely want that first pick in the draft. Um, I think Pittsburgh is definitely the better team. Uh, and like, yeah, I, I really think this is a no-brainer. I think Pittsburgh is hands down going to take this series for sure. Well, I'm hoping it's a sweep, so then they could just get out of the playoffs faster and go straight to the number one pick lottery. So I have Pittsburgh hopefully in a sweep. Maybe Price steals a game just because I don't price. see. Yeah, just because it's price, like he might feel like, hey, like I'm still good. I'll just steal a game here, even though I know we're gonna lose. Might be on the agenda to lose, because the draft lottery might be rigged. But you never know. Um, but yeah, Pittsburgh, they're way too good. Like it's not even a close matchup at all. Like I think Pittsburgh finished the fifth seed in the East. Like that's just because Crosby missed some time, 
everyone. In, yeah, yeah, they had injuries all season. They had injuries. They could have easily got a bye over Philadelphia out of all teams, but Pittsburgh is way better on paper, and they will be way better on the ice. So and now it's they not got, even close. They got Patty Marlowe now, too. Yeah, man, the guy's trying to win his first cup in 55 years. Got to give. I would love to see it, man. I would really love to see that. <laughs> okay, so for the next matchup here in the East, we got the New York Islanders versus the Florida Panthers. This is kind of like a rematch of the 2016 playoffs in the first round. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to Flager for his pick first, and then we'll take it from there. All right, well, I really, really like the Islanders in this matchup. Um, based on coaching, to be honest, I think Barry Trotz is a really great coach. Uh, he obviously he helped win a cup in Washington in 20, it was 2017, 2018, I think that season. Um, I think I don't really know what to say, to be honest. I just really like his coaching. They're a defensive minded team. Like they're a defense first kind of team, which I really like. I think defense wins championships and it gets you far and in seasons and in the playoffs. And at the end of the day, I think I just don't see Florida winning. I know you could argue that Florida was kind of, they were making bigger deals of the deadline, trying to not go all in, but put themselves in a better position to actually do damage in the playoffs. But I think I would pick the Islanders in this one. I'm also going to go with the Islanders in this one. And like you said, like just basically based on like, Trotz's defense for his system and how they've been one of the best defensive teams in the league since he took over last year and he really can get the best out of the roster that he has because they don't have like the best players like they have obviously Matt well, Barzell is pretty good yeah yeah Barzell is good but I think he's like the way Trotz has him play is capping his offense of game because yeah. he had over 80 points in his rookie year and then like I think last year like 60 something and he was mm-hmm. on pace for the same thing this year so I think the whole system, the team just buys into that system. Yeah. So I think the Islanders are going to win this series. Plus, like, who knows what Sergei Bobrovsky is going to show up. Like, he has not been good at all this season for Florida. Like, he's had some one good game every, like, four or five starts. And then mm-hmm. he's bad the rest. And he's getting paid, like, 10 mil. So I, I don't know which Sergei Bobrovsky is going to show up. Is he going to be the one that showed up all this season or in the first round? First Tampa last year in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to, with that uncertainty, I'm just going to give it to the Islanders. I also yeah. think the Islanders have the better top six for, or top nine forwards. Like, I think they could roll all three, all top three of their line, or all of their top nine forwards. Uh, and I think being in Florida, like, for, uh, for the whole, like, COVID shutdown and everything and being in quarantine in Florida, I think. Florida's going to be in off-season mode, I think. I think they won't uh, they won't get back into it at all. I think the Islanders are just going to come out on top. Yep. Uh, with this one, I chose differently than you guys once again. I'm going to choose the Florida Panthers in this one. Uh, it's going to be a very close series, really. Like, both. I mean, the Islanders are one of the best defensive teams in the league, like Columbus. They have a great defense, and they can defend at will. Barry Trotz has taught that system yeah, both last year and this year. And it's worked very well in his favor because they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, actually swept the Pittsburgh Penguins last year using that defensive tactic. But the reason I give Florida the advantage is because, you know what, I think $10 million in front of Sergei Bobrovsky's face is going to make him wake up and start playing good hockey. 
And it's kind of like a natural scenario here where Florida has underachieved this year in terms of expectations because they got Joel Quenville this year. Um, they also had Mike Hoffman added last year. And it was kind of stupid that they traded Vincent Trocek at the deadline to Carolina, another playoff team who could go on a run. Because it would help them a lot in their second line forward position in the, in this series, especially with the Islanders. But I think that Sergey Borowski will be on a, will be on his game, and I think that Alexander Barkov, you know, he wants to get past the first round, I guess, play in round for his first time in his career. Because Florida hasn't done that in me watching hockey forever, so I don't, I don't remember and when the Florida Panthers made it past. I know they've done it, but I, they haven't. I've haven't watched them do it. And yeah, I think that the Florida Panthers just are going to squeak by that Barry Trotz system. They have some good defensive players like Barkov, obviously, who can go on the offensive side and get some points. And on the power play, they're really good, the Florida Panthers. So I That's think they're going to crack the Islanders' code. And Joel Quenville is going to show up in this series to be the coach he was to be this year, all year for the Florida Panthers. So yeah, I have the Florida Panthers, but this is going to be a close series. I'd say four or five for sure. And that's not saying that the Islanders are a bad team. Like, they're very good. They have a lot of depth, and they added John Cabo Pajot for a reason. That three-center core of Barzell, Nelson, Pajot. But I just think that the Florida Panthers are going to crack the code and do it. So, Well, they got a good coach to help them do that in, jo- in Joe Quinville. So, not going to lie. I, mean, I actually forgot that he was coaching there now. <laughs> it's not a bad prediction. I just don't know about the – it's literally the goaltending of Florida. I have no clue. And then Trotz's system being – pretty damn good is why I picked the Islanders. Well, I know Thomas did say that he thinks that series will be close, but I don't think it's going to be as close as the last series we have to talk about, which is Carolina yeah. versus the New York Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had Carolina. Well, actually, at first I, had the, I picked the Rangers to win, and then I switched my mind to Carolina. Now I'm going mm-hmm. back to the Rangers, I think. <laughs> like... Honestly, just looking based simply based on their rosters, I think the Rangers at the end of the day have the better roster, especially forwards. Um, I think goaltending as well, like Shesterkin could definitely get the job done. I could see him getting the job done. I'm, and Henrik Lundqvist as backup. I, I kind of want to see him actually, actually do something in the playoffs for once. Um, but I don't know. I think especially with like Panarin, he had that that heart caliber uh, season this year. I think he's been on his game. It would be nice to see him actually uh, like lead the Rangers or help lead the Rangers to, to do something this season. I think, yeah, I just think the Rangers are going to come out on top at the end of the day of this one, but it is going to be very close. Like this is definitely going to five games. If there's any series in the playoffs that I had to pick, or I mean in the play round to go, to five games, it would be this one, I think. Yeah, I'll go next, and then Joe can finish off here. Um, yeah, it's going to be a close one between the Rangers and Hurricanes, but um, adding Trocek at the deadline, probably one of the steals of the deadline. Uh, he has three more years or two year more years on his contract, but it's going to help them pay off this year because that three-center thing of Aho, Jordan Stahl, and Vincent Trocek is very deadly, and... The Rangers have some high high uh, power offense here, but I don't think the depth is as good enough as they thought it was because I didn't think they didn't think they were going to make the playoffs this year, but they were going to take a step forward. But the depth isn't as good as the Carolina Hurricanes, and we can say that oh okay they okay the Hurricanes have been there before they were in the playoffs last year, but 
I don't think that has to do with anything because it's a play and round and anything can happen in five games. You could win, you can win two games and you maybe have won the series, but the Carolina Hurricanes have a better team, I think, and the better defensive core. It's close, but the defensive core of Slavin, Hamilton, Brady Shea, Sammy Vatten, and Joel Edmondson and Jake Gardner is, is pretty damn good. So, And if they were to get Pesci back, he is in the IR right now, and Natchez in the forward front could do some damage, but... I think the better goaltending has the Rangers side of things because they do have three goalies. And I know Lundqvist is getting up in age, but Igor Shosturkin's pretty damn good and uh, Georgiev's good. I think they're better than Morazic and Reimer, but I think that the forwards will do the job for the Hurricanes and uh, beat the Rangers in four or five games for sure. Uh, similar to Thomas, I also have Carolina winning the series. But again, this is going to be a very close series. So it's basically, for me, it's like Panarin, Zabinijad, and whoever's on that wing, like if they decide to do like a nuclear line like that or like on the power play, it's going to be that Carolina defense, which is probably, I would say, the most well-rounded in terms of providing offense and defense in the entire league. Like the Hamilton and Slavin, I, I don't know if they're a pairing, but on the blue line, like Slavin's the most underrated defenseman in the league easily. Hamilton had a terrible injury this year, but he should be back for the play-in. And he had he was having a career year as well. And he's a big body that can move. So I think just the overall depth, like Thomas said, is better on mm. Carolina to yeah. kind of go in a five-game series with the Rangers who have like a Hart Trophy ca- uh, caliber player in Panarin. Zabinijad had an unbelievable year, even though he missed mm. some games. And then I like the Rangers blue line too, but it's not as proven or as, I guess, battle-tested as Carolina's because they did go to the Eastern Conference final last year. Mm-hmm. I really, yeah, I really like this valid. series. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be watching this series a lot because the thing, one of the, I think one of the X factors on both teams is going to be Andrei Shvechnikov, to be honest. He's a second-year player, and he took a massive leap forward this year. He had a very good rookie year last year, but this year he took it to another level. Yeah. And like like Thomas said, they added Trocheck. You can play him with Trocheck on the second line. You can play him with Aho, obviously, on the first line. You can play it all around the lineup, and he's so skilled and like just another player that New York has to like pay attention to. So I think Carolina just gonna edge out the Rangers in maybe probably four or five games just because of the depth. Yeah, I mean I think everyone we all made valid points. I would agree that Carolina's blue line is probably better than the Rangers, but I, I don't know. I think I just feel like the Rangers are gonna come out on top. I think they have the upper hand, and I mean yeah, Carolina does have a lot of good depth with their forwards, but you can't sleep on the Rangers forwards either. Yeah, like, for I sure. think they no, have some decent depth as well. Yeah, I could agree with you on that one. Then goaltending, definitely, I would give to the the Rangers for sure. Yep. But this will be a close series for sure, I think. And like Joe said, I'll be watching this one too, mm-hmm. pretty closely. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty fun knowing that there's play-in rounds in five games. Like you win two games, you have a really good chance of advancing into the Stanley Cup playoffs, and then. Uh, we're not going to get to the reseeding teams that are there. So that's in the Western Conference, Eastern Conference. We'll do that maybe on a later date. But that for now, that's the play in predictions for the NHL. And, man, hopefully the Leafs can actually get through. And I can see this isn't even a playoff win, dude. It's just like like I want to see them win. Like, it's it's Corona Cup, man. Yeah. Like, 
This is like this is the best thing. This is the closest thing to a playoff series win for me seeing in my lifetime. Actually watching and paying attention. So hopefully they do it cuz it would be pretty embarrassing to lose what three four straight years in the first round. So but on well, Montreal's end, they're pretty happy that if they lose in the first round, right, Joe? Yeah, I'm ecstatic that they lose, honestly. Yeah. If they even go to five games, I'll be pissed. <laughs> I'm like, why are you trying? Yeah, honestly. I and mean, if they don't get swept, I would be. Why pissed. are you getting my hopes up? Yeah. yeah. But uh, even if the Leafs win, like, don't they? Wouldn't they play Boston in the first round? But I don't know. It's, it has to recede, right? Oh, okay. So I don't know how that end works, like in fully detail, but. I assume, obviously, they play one of Boston, Tampa, the Philadelphia Flyers, and the Caps. But I, I don't, I don't know how it works. So, because I think these playing teams get reseeded again in each conference. Yeah, that's the part I don't get. See, I don't get that. Right? It should be like so. Say like Toronto wins; they're the eighth seed. Say right. like they're the last team, the lowest seeded team to advance. They should play Boston, who's first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or whoever wins the reseeding. Or like. Okay, so for Pittsburgh, they're the fifth best, fifth uh, seeded team in the East. So mm-hmm. they would play like Philly because they came, I think, fourth. They were the fourth seeded team in the East. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get so. Yep. That's how I think it like should have been. Like now it's like reseeding. It's gonna be like all random. Right. Yeah. Whatever. But it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun watching these. Uh, there's a lot of games on every day. So I think there's like six or five games. So. Yeah, well, not only that, we'll include. have NBA and MLB too now. Right, exactly. MLB starting tonight, man. It's yeah, coming on yeah. like 15 minutes. First pitch, Yankees and Nationals. Yep. yep. Should be fun. We're I get to go on the Yahoo Fantasy app, man. Yeah, finally yeah. log in there. For four months. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good uh, August for sure because then NFL is starting to get up and then in September we're going to be in thro- full throttle. So pretty excited for that. Um, yeah, some... Other news here, just quick news. The Wild hired Evanson as the head coach. Lindblom got exp- extended three years, $9 million contract. And Brendan Lemieux was suspended two games in the qualifying round for the Rangers. So that could affect Flager's pick, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Brendan we'll Lemieux see. could be a difference in that series, eh? <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> that guy's a grease ball. Yeah, I'm kidding. No, um, I know, I know. But yeah, that's... Uh, that's the last episode of Flager. So, uh, any last words from you, Flager? We always do this, but we'll give it to Flager. Well, I was take, thinking, take the floor. Do you guys want to yeah. make some playoff? Like, I mean, Cup winner predictions, or is it too early for that? You think? I mean, we could right now. I God, said so hard. I was. Or we could do like a, how about we do a, like a Stanley Cup final preview or prediction? So East prediction. And West. Yeah. Okay. Well. Back in February, so I was going through our prediction. You know how we keep track of our yeah. list of our predictions or whatever that we make on yeah. the podcast. I was going through, it and I said that Vegas would win the cup back in at the end of February. Hmm. And I mean, like, I think they could still do it to yeah. be honest. So I think I would pick Vegas from the West, then from the East. I low key think Philadelphia. To be honest, I could see them kind of doing something. Like they have something special there. I think they have like a lot of good chemistry. They're not like they don't have like the best players in the league. It's kind of crazy, but I think I'm gonna say Philly and Vegas. I think. But honestly, like anyone could win this year. This is yep. the most wide open playoffs we're gonna see ever. Yeah. And that's comparing to last year, where everyone got upset. <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh, yeah, Tampa got upset. Washington, that whole I East got, was like upset. I'm pretty yeah. sure I got one. 
the most two series right after the first round. Or, I, I mean, one. in the first round. I think I only got one. <laughs> I think I only had the Boston versus Toronto. That was it. But, um, yeah, so how about you, Joe? What's your prediction? Hmm. I really want <laughs> Washington to win again. Really? Yeah, but I don't know if they'll do it. That's the thing. I'm, I'm trying to think. Hmm. Like, I want Washington to win just because Ovi. Mm-hmm. But he's already won. But two's better than one. Right? Yep. But I'll say Tampa. Like, I think this year they'll actually no. fucking do something, man. No, they're know. in off-season mode, man. I'm telling you, those teams from the South, they're all going to be in off-season mode, I think. Well, we'll see once their first-round matchup starts. Right. But they've been, like, pounding on the damn door for, like, five years now. Like, years now, yeah. You got to You got to start doing something now. Yeah, like if you, I know they have the time off, and this year is like could have an asterisk or whatever. But I just think they need to at least go to the East Final again. Oh, yeah, at least hundred <laughs> percent. I yeah. guess isn't their team slowly going to start breaking up after this yep. season? Yeah, this is the year. Like I maybe not so. a major breakup, but like they're no, gonna but lose, like, they're going to start losing. Right. Yeah. Some branches yeah. of the team. Well, you're yeah. also going to lose a guy next year in the expansion draft too. So Oh, true, yeah. They got to watch out for both this offseason and the expansion draft. So Yeah. They got to choose their players wisely. But uh from the West, who do you have, uh, Joe? Who do I like in the West? I like Colorado a lot. I think yep. Colorado can get there. I just yeah. don't know about their their goaltending like Grubauer. Mm-hmm. I don't know how good he could be. I know they did pretty good last year. They went to the second round, game seven versus the Sharks, and like a stupid offside basically cost them the series. Right. But like, I love the Avs. To be honest, they're probably my favorite Western Conference team. And I was hyping them up even last offseason because yep. of how good yep. they were. So I'm going to have, like, I guess, Avalanche versus Tampa in the final. Yep, that could totally work. That'd be a powerhouse final. Yeah, lots of star studded teams, lots of star studded players, sorry, on that uh, matchup. But. For me, I said months ago, I don't know if you guys remember, but I said months ago before this happened, this COVID happened, I said Philly. Yeah, you did. I and remember. I, I think it could still happen, like Flager's prediction. I think yep. it really could still happen, but I just think, like Joe said, like I just think Tampa, like this is the year to win. Like you have, I don't know if you have a path to win it, but like you have, like you had so much time off and you have the healthiest of healthiest players now. Like Stevens Tampa goes, is going to be 100% healthy for you going into the playoffs. And that guy's always like in the 70% range heading into the playoffs. So they have the, the best team on paper by far in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I'll say Tampa go to the finals because they have to answer the door. And then from the West, I'll say either Colorado or Vegas, also two powerhouse teams. And they got really good talent on both ends. Um, but I think I like Vegas more. I think they... Yeah, I think they can show all the stars that they signed and traded for and got through the expansion draft and Flurry's up there in age. He wants to win his fourth Stanley Cup, but I think a lot more players on that team haven't won yet, so I think that has to do with the fact that I'm taking Vegas. So I'll say Vegas versus Tampa, but uh, Philly's my sleeper, and I think I could totally see Colorado going to it too. So yeah, we'll see in a couple months. It's going to be weird, but yeah, that's our predictions for the Stanley Cup final, and I'll give the floor here to Flager. It's his last time on the podcast. So uh, yeah. any last words you have for us? 
re- really, like, I don't really have much to say, but I would say that we, we kind of came a long way. Like, yep. Thomas and I started, and eventually we brought Joe onto the podcast. And Joe, yeah. bringing Joe on the podcast was probably the best decision we've made, I'd say. Because um, that, like, like <laughs> having, no, but, like, having two people, <laughs> you guys are going to see once I'm gone now, like, having two people instead of three is, like, you do a lot more talking. You don't realize it, but you really do. Um, but I mean, just having like a third person's point of view was also a lot better, I think. Um, but like, we really did, like, we did kind of a lot, like we were writing a lot of content for the breakdown, especially too, and not just doing the podcast. Um, I think it was pretty cool that we, we got to bring on some, uh, some bigger names in, in the right. game, not like superstars or anything, but like regulars in the NHL, which was kind of, kind of nice. Well, in pro hockey, I should say not the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of cool, uh, but yeah, like I, I don't really have much to say. But like, I wish you guys the best and the breakdown the best and everything. But I mean, I'll probably keep in touch with you guys. Uh, I'm yeah, sure. For sure. But for uh, sure, yeah. yeah, like I don't really have anything else to say. Really, it's been fun. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, happy trails, Flager, and uh, yeah, we don't even know when N10 is gonna come back for now because obviously nothing's happening but until the nhl restarts we'll definitely record an episode between me and joe and uh we'll release that on an on a later date so i guess yeah end to end we'll be back <laughs> yeah maybe next month <laughs> two weeks maybe I don't know. Uh, maybe just before the play-in starts we could do one or right. when they start who knows but see yeah. you then or join us Woo!